I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Hey, uh... Welcome to the show, and uh, Johnny Million is with us, as always. Hey. Johnny, good to talk to you. Uh, at Johnny Million One, the number one, oh, yeah. to, uh, to tweet him, because uh, unlike the President of the United States, uh, Johnny and I have Twitter accounts. Yeah. I have to say, before we get into the insanity that was this week, um, for those of you that didn't, you know, that I, I we, we didn't walk hand in hand through this muck on my live stream. If you're just joining us for the radio show and welcome CPT audience, uh, bless you. Congratulations. You made it through some of the worst. There's still yeah. some concerning news. We will deal with that. Chris Sampson from Tapestry Media is going to be on uh, with us in a little bit. He works with Malcolm Nance and those guys um, and uh, assesses threats. And there are a few <laughs> yeah. um, because... Basically, Parler is becoming like a regrouping digital camp for insurrectionists. Um, but it's adorable. It's an adorable camp. You know what I mean? And, and and it's nice of them, I think, the people who have left Twitter for, you know, in a huff for Parler and Gab to round themselves up in an FBI honeypot so easily. Because I can't believe that, that the FBI and others have not had accounts on those sites knowing full well what they are because of the meme that Johnny and I were talking about right before the show. Johnny, tell them about the meme that's going around uh, that we were Oh, discussing. the Ron Burgundy? Yes, which... Uh, it's like, oh, well, it's the, uh, the old um, Will Ferrell Ron Burgundy. Well, that escalated quickly, and it's been modified to, oh, well, that escalated slowly and surely over the last four years for anybody paying attention. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you not see this stuff coming? How? Yeah. What? No, uh, you know. So we we have been through quite the week, but one of the the definite silver linings is that in the last twenty four hours, not only has the president's personal Twitter feed been taken down and him he been personally suspended after a twelve hour, they gave him a chance, yeah. like they give everybody a chance. They took him off for twelve hours and said, "Now you sit in the digital corner with a, wearing a funny hat," and, and right. And then yeah. it, he couldn't resist. And the first thing out is his his hostage-style concession video, which he made under duress, essentially, let's be honest, to avoid the 25th Amendment. That's yeah. all that was for. Let's not kid ourselves. Everyone around him was going, they think you're insane. The only thing that's going to convince people that you're sane is if you recognize that you lost this election soundly Take it on the chin and be an adult because everyone, including anybody in, that's going to last in the Republican Party, because we'll talk about Bye Bye Holly uh, over the course of the show as well. Everybody was saying, we believe you're insane. Now, so he does it. He, you know, many people have already seen the video, so I won't, I'm not going to play any audio from it. Or, it's just not necessary. A, it's it's a it's ridiculous. He won't even say the Biden administration. He just says a new administration, which seeded oh everyone. God. Yeah, he, yeah. He goes, a new administration will take, which all of his followers in the QAnon world have taken to mean, oh, it's him and Mike Flynn will be VP. <laughs> you know, that there's going to be a new administration with Trump at the top, but a whole new administration. It's not a new mm -hmm. presidency. It's not a new president, vice president. That's And so... And there's an edit in the video right before the line where he says a new administration where they clearly had the Biden administration will take da da da, da And he screamed and stomped and and they let him change that one line. And then they went back to ta to taping. It's a, it's a joke. But they they kicked him off. He comes back after 12 hours, does his little perfunctory legalese video at the bottom um, thank you, Hal Vickery, for the super chat and everybody joining us today on the on the internet as well. It, it's can you feel the freedom and and the ah, on the internet today? Now, granted, there's going to be a lot of trolling going around because they're very angry yeah. and they're cornered and they'll freak out and yada yada. But we'll we'll deal with that as we do. Um, but after he gets let off Twitter suspension for 12 hours, that ended up being like 14 mm -hmm. before he actually did anything. He, of course, immediately goes on and does one of these, you know, 
fomenting subterfuge coded nearly kofefe messages where if you read it the right way he's not he didn't really concede he's talking about you know and we're gonna fight on and twitter said no okay look we're not stupid we know you know when you're like you shift into whisper mode instead of screaming the message is still the same goodbye so he has been permanently banned from twitter forever uh and he's lost his uh Facebook account until after the uh, inauguration. He immediately attempted to get back on Twitter through Dan Scavino's account. That was shut down. He uh, and the POTUS account. He tried to use the the official POTUS account, and then they took down what he posted. They left the that account is live, but they took that down. And then, of course, the joke started where everybody was pretending he was taking over their thing. And all the Republicans, like they're in Negan's gang on The Walking Dead, started using his face that he had on his Twitter profile as their Twitter um, avatar, which in and of itself is amazingly embarrassing. Like that in and of itself. Thank you, Cammie. Um, In and of itself, that is just lame that's like matt gets lame that's like marco rubio's haircut lame that's like um marcia blackburn's uh tennessee accent lame that that is that's like josh holly's book titles lame um, what is his book title i don't know because he doesn't have a book deal anymore because yeah. he lost it on thursday yeah, he's going to try to take that to the Supreme Court, and he all he lost was like a distribution deal. He can say whatever he wants. Yeah, write your own book. It's a private company. Self-publish. I don't get it. Can somebody maybe out there in uh, in you know in MAGA world? I'm sure you guys are chomping at the bit to claim that ha- somehow that Apple and Google as private companies by not yep. carrying Parler, which is a private company, and not providing them with free access and free press by being yep. on their sites is somehow the removal of that is the thank you billy hutchings much love to you brother thank you um is somehow a violation of their free speech rights these are how many times have we heard from republicans that this you know that business should be left alone government regulation is not the solution trump himself ran on this this phony baloney idea that he was getting rid of uh, more regulations than any president in history, which is, again, just like I lowered drug prices for the first time. Look, drug prices went down during the Trump administration because three major drugs went generic in the second year of his presidency. It wasn't because of his actions. He didn't sign anything. It happened. Time passed. Right, exactly. Time passed. In the same way that he's like, this is the fastest vaccine ever. Well, a, not really. The H1N1 vaccine happened in six months. And since it, like he dragged this whole thing to pretend that it didn't start earlier. So it seems like a shorter time, you know, since March. Right. It's, you know, way faster. But in reality, the Chinese government posted the genome of, of SARS-CoV-2, the disease that causes COVID-19, in January before the lockdown started, before his, you know, his three-day delay of stopping flights from China, all that stuff. They already posted it. The entire world got to work on a vaccine in yep. January. It took as long as it took. And it partly took that long, you know, as short a time as it did and this length of time. Because of science, because science has improved since polio and the Spanish flu, for crying out loud. So, like, time moves forward. You know, he's going to claim that because, uh, you know, Space Force's satellites are more advanced than the ones we put in the air during the Cold War mid-80s, that somehow he's responsible for that technology and not the fact that people just keep working on their stuff over the course of, you know, like, it's just goofy. So anyways, before we even get down that road, I would like to say for the record that the Trump has not even started a parlor account because he's too busy harumphing. I would have thought immediately strategically and I don't want to give anybody ideas but I don't doubt it that he 
officially would have moved to Parler immediately, done a Trump tweets Parler account, and that all of his nutcase followers on Twitter, all the Marsha Blackburns of the world, and all the uh, Elise Stefanics, and the the what's the woman who wants to bring a gun into the Capitol well, so that. Um, she'll clearly be on the side of the MAGA people who are breaking down the window, and she can participate in the zip-tie assassination um, of the vice president, which is what they were planning, um, on the floor of the Capitol Rotunda, um, that she could be on that side of it. So bring a gun the into the well. stuff is terrifying. The what? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and the gab conversations about hunt down Mike Pence they had a gallows outside, but they were going to execute him. They were going to zip tie his hands and blow his brains out because he was just doing his job. Yeah. So I, I I'm surprised we got to take a break, but I'm 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 shocked the president didn't start immediately a, a Trump tweets parlor and then everybody just carried it, you know, just put them out. But then those people who did that. Who weren't commenting on them and going, this is what Trump is posting on Parler. This is why it's nuts. This is why it's wrong. All the people who are like just copy and pasting it on their account would get their twi- Twitter feeds taken down, which would also be a joy. Um, yeah. But but right now, uh, Trump is holed up, losing his mind, screaming at paintings. I think he's he was he's supposed to be at Camp David. So he can, you know, they they're moving him out of there so he doesn't uh, break anything in the Oval Office or smear crap on the walls and do his own little MAGA attack. Um, this is this is going to be these next uh, twelve days are going to be tense at points, um, but ultimately Trump will go out like he has always gone out with a whimper, settling in quiet never showing his face again in Atlantic City or in the world of creating online universities or, or starting steak or water companies or airlines or buying football teams. They all peak in the middle and fade off really quick. Just this like quick abrupt end before the next track starts. And this will not be any different. Trump was not going to change during his presidency. He's not going to become a different human being. And he's going to fail on the same level he's been failing um, and uh, somebody in the uh, on, on the feed just said Don Jr. is going to start a newsletter. Yeah, I can't wait for Eric's zine. Um, we'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Chicago Fraternal, uh, Fraternal Order of Police Heads remarks, which he has apologized for and walked back. Mm-hmm. Too little, too late, I would argue, but we'll see. We'll be back right after this. Now let's get back with Hell Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Um, I wanted to thank everybody in the, uh, in the super chats, uh, especially Billy Hutchings, who sent uh, his super chat saying the house. It was for the house parks. Now you know the GOP is the party of personal irresponsibility fund. Um, and then uh, Sean and Lisa and uh, everybody who's joined and followed today. Thanks. Uh, like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Infotainmentwars.com, of course, is our YouTube page. Um, I. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Hal Sparks, and you can follow Johnny Million at Johnny Million One, the number one mm-hmm. on Twitter. Because, like I said, unlike the president, um, we have functioning Twitter feeds, and mine's verified. <laughs> uh, I have two things the president doesn't have right now. Besides, I mean, I have a lot more and things. a soul. Yeah, I have an Audi, and I also have uh, <laughs> um, real hair, and uh, yeah. Um, so the um, there was obviously a lot of blowback, and I, I do want to address this since we were on the air in Chicago. Um, um, John Cantanzara uh, um, of the uh, Chicago Fraternal Order of Police issued a, you know, a statement. He's been very pro-Trump anyways, which is a problem because I would argue that police organizations, it is best if you do not endorse national politicians 
if there's something about the mayor because the mayor's more into funding the cops and that kind of stuff and, and making sure that injured police get taken care of and, and like in New York where you have a situation where there's a post 9-11 fund and the management of it by the mayor is meaningful, you might have uh, some skin in that game to bring it up, right? But on a national level, you're dividing yourself amongst the populace and you serve the populace equally. The police and what is amazing about having a functioning police department in the world that differs us when it's working from a lot of the rest of the world, which makes America exceptional, (laughs) um, is the very fact that cops don't care what your political uh, beliefs are. They enforce the law um, on you and for you equally. And so the belief over time or the continued ratcheting up of the separation of the, you know, the police by politics is a dangerous thing for the police and puts them in the middle of what would effectively be a situation like we had on the Capitol where a police officer who works at the Capitol was killed. His head was bashed in with a fire extinguisher, he bled into his brain and his family had to take him off life support. Another police officer had his ribs broken as he was crushed by the crowd. And that's beyond the citizens who died. Back the blue. Right. The back the blue folks couldn't wait to barge in and bash in the head of a police officer and murder him on the floor of the Capitol Rotunda. And in the middle of all that happening, instead of waiting for it to to resolve, where the information came out fully even, the, the head of the Chicago Fraternal Order of Police said uh, um, in, a, in discussing the pro-Trump mob that stormed the Capitol building, said there was no arson, there was no burning of anything, there was no looting. Okay, first of all, They brought two bombs into the place. One made it inside the building. The other was set near an escape. The idea that they would drive people out where they knew the Congress people would leave the building if they couldn't get through the tunnels, which they were planning on killing. They would leave a bomb near one of the exits and set it off when they when Congress was leaving the building. So so much for no arson. So this would be a good time to remind people in law enforcement, DAs, judges, to keep out of these things, the the whole we don't discuss ongoing investigations. Yeah, don't discuss situations where you're not the spokesperson for that law enforcement group that are currently live dealing with a dangerous, violent situation that is, it was in the process of costing lives. So he said there was no arson, there was no burning of anything. Not true. There was an ineffective or, or bomb or one that they stopped the person, they caught the person or ran the person off, or they were outside range of where they could set off their crappy little pipe bombs. They were active, they were real, they weren't mock-ups, they weren't just terrorism. They were active functioning explosives brought by Trump supporters into the Capitol at the direction of the president. Mm-hmm. There were, uh, and then he says there was no looting. Of course there was. Florida man, one of the goofiest ones, walked out with, with Speaker Pelosi's podium, put it on eBay, had five bidders. He's been, his name is Adam, and he's been arrested. He's going to jail. So unless the... For, the, the, the FBI, last I saw, the FBI was really into him and his family. Yeah. Yeah, there and and I don't know if he's been found yet. Has he been arrested? Oh, he got arrested. Yeah, no, they got him. Yeah, he's been arrested and charged. He had a chance to shave. He started to ch- he started doing the whole change your look thing. Just oh, yeah. in case there there's a lot of that going around. There were uh, there was very little destruction of property. First of all, the scaffolding for the inauguration is going to have to be checked by bomb-sniffing dogs. They're going to have to rebuild sections of it. Pieces of it were broken off to use as ramrods to break the doors and windows. Um, they broke into offices. They stole a computer. They took pictures of, of uh, they took screen caps and uploaded them uh, uh, to the internet of emails that were private government emails 
for, you know, anybody to look at. Because we all know the Internet stops at the shores of the United States. It's not like every other hostile force in the world can't peek at those things and start learning the email addresses and start phishing campaigns and all that stuff. So they have to do a complete wipe. Everybody there has to get a new email address because these idiots were posting things. But no, just very little destruction. No fights. Okay, again, an officer was murdered. Another officer had his ribs crushed. A woman was shot through the neck because as she tried to climb through the window, um, as as they breached a barricaded door, and while they were still clearing Congress people and their staff out of an area, so that they wouldn't be zip tied and murdered. Um, there was uh, there was no obviously violence in this crowd. There obviously was violence in this crowd. That might be the dumbest statement in the whole thing. They pushed past security and made their way to the Senate chamber. Did they destroy anything when they were there? No. What? Yes, they did. It's not poorly worded. That Yeah. So his apology was, as your president, and he's just talking to the people. He's not talking to everybody else that he was speaking on behalf of the Fraternal Order of Police as their leader. He says, as your president, I showed a lapse in judgment yesterday during an interview. For that, I am sorry. I brought negative attention to our lodge, the FOP family, and law enforcement in general. I was in no way condoning the violence in D.C. yesterday. No, you were just pretending it didn't exist. You were forgiving them as, as dead bodies were being removed from the Capitol. My statements were poorly worded. Yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of violence, but not so much violence. It's kind of, you know, uh, poorly worded. He was unequivocally defending the people who charged the Capitol and and negating their crimes as if they didn't exist. He was claiming they didn't exist. Um, After seeing more video in the full aftermath, my comments would have been different. Yeah, that's why you keep your mouth shut. And here's the thing. Your comments... Honest to God, as a leader of the fraternal order of police, are not welcome in a situation where deaths have occurred, violence has occurred, looting has occurred, bombs were left behind, and uh, and uh, two police officers, one injured, one uh, both they were injured there, one died from his wounds, his head wound. That during the time that that was happening, you as a spokesperson. For the, this isn't about free speech. You can say whatever you want. Just don't do it as the head of the Fraternal Order of Police, speaking on behalf of police officers who protect and serve every day, putting their lives on the line for people that they don't care what their race is or their gender is or their political affirmations are. It's horrifying. Step down. And speak as a private citizen. Be the nutty QAnon jerk you want to be in your heart, but don't endanger the lives of police officers by now dividing them based on political lines so that people have to wonder when the cop comes to their door, is this one of the MAGA cops or a real cop? Is this the cop that's there to help me or there that's there to kill me because they can get away with it because they're there with a couple of others that might be on their side? Because that's what you do when you make a statement like that on, as the leader of the Fraternal Order of Police. You endanger cops. You endanger citizens who now have to second guess calling the cops because the head of the FOP is, is siding with a Trump mob that murdered a cop. Shame on you. And it's as somebody who has F- FBI personnel and and U.S. Marshals in my family who have watched their fellow officers die in front of them. My my cousin watched a, a guy he'd worked with for six years bleed out because they couldn't get him help in time because the bullet that struck him ricocheted through his insides. And the guy, you're, those kind of statements, like the head of the FOP makes, put it, the guy who they were charging in that door over was was selling guns because he was planning to be, you know, fight back against a tyrannical government. 
Do you understand how language like this and ignorant crap like that gives the guy on the other side of that door who shot that cop to death a reason, an argument in court? It's disgusting. Keep your mouth shut. It's, a, it's an ongoing investigation. And if you can't do that, you don't deserve to be the head of the Fraternal Order of Police. You are endangering the lives of citizens and police officers. Which is, by the way, the entire goal of Trump's back the blue phony nonsense about we've always got. We back the blue, the door kickers, as Don Jr. calls them. No, they don't. They believe they're their own personal police force. Like and that viewing party of the insurrection was pure that was, madness. That was before. That I, that that was uh, for. And I, we'll talk about it when we come back. Chris Sampson's going to be with us. We got to take a break. Um, he's going to okay. jump on with us in the middle of this. We'll talk about that later. That video was actually of the rally, not of the insurrection, because oh, because Trump and Don Jr. and Ivanka and all of them watched it from the White House, and he was apparently happy. He was upset that there wasn't more of a crowd, even though he lied about a quarter of a million people watching him. Uh, We'll be back right after this with uh, Chris Sampson. Picture your face in the mirror. You see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or large under eye bags? Well, imagine they're gone. And I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. Just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in minute. It's, it's the edge you're looking for. Simply put, you'll be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless of course you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. We're still waiting on Chris Sampson to join us. He'll be he'll be hopping on any minute now. I you know we we always have the uh, the little technological ad- advantage of 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 being curiously technologically challenged, as it were. Um, but there is a um, an ongoing aspect of social media that I you know and and I'll we'll discuss this with uh, um, with Chris we on there that the fundamental. Uh, and I would argue phony naivete of the right, considering how much the the very same Republicans that brought us uh, Marilyn Manson caused Columbine um, somehow don't believe that literal like orders for patriots to stand up and seize uh, the you know the halls of power. And fight back. And this is this Civil War 2.0. Wearing Civil War shirts. So wearing shirts that have a, a, a simple... He said January 6th, Civil War. Yeah. And people wearing six million weren't enough. Uh. The, the, the anti-Semitic phrase um, that, that says there weren't enough Jews killed in, in, uh, in the Holocaust. That, that somehow, you know, Manson lyrics, that's serious. But these folks, they're just letting off a little steam. You know, they're just... And, and so to see these people, um, especially Josh Hawley, which his statement... I mean, there are, there are laughable statements, and then there are, there's, there's like goofy insanity. But the, the Josh Hawley statement, when he lost his book deal... Oh, hey... Jake Angeli, uh, the, uh, the, the guy with the horns and the face paint, yeah, yeah. he's been arrested. Just, oh, got a, just got arrested and charged. That's been posted seven minutes ago. Um, yeah, that interview with him was terrifying. Oh, yeah. And he's been around the whole time. He's been, this is, this is a, you know, 
this isn't somebody new posing as, you know, he's an Antifa wearing a crazy costume just to make Trump look bad. This guy's been around. Oh, and his, he had the spiel memorized. Oh, yeah. He just rattles it off. Um, so w- this goes even beyond this. I mean, this. I, I just tweeted this uh, right before the show, but the whining about big tech censorship and the whining about, you know, from Josh Hawley about this, this could, the wording he used was amazing. This could not be more Orwellian. Okay, kids, uh, a little school time right now. Orwellian is a reference to the book 1984. And 1984 is based on the idea that the state, the government, censors everything. And everything has to pass through a ministry of of information. And they twist words to make them specifically have meanings. And if you vary outside the meanings of the words, you can end up in jail and all that kind of stuff. Um, The most Orwellian version of that the closest, by the way, his warning was coming about, you know, Stalinist communist tactics. But um, in England, for example, one of the reasons why they react to censorship and cancel culture more than we do is because in, in British law, in British common law, they don't have an absolute right to free speech. Right. It's, they don't. It's a monarchy. They have mm-hmm. a queen. It's a beehive. You understand? And so they don't, where over here, cancel culture is more of a, you know, what happens to the Bill O'Reilly's of the world. They get shunned. They're not getting jailed, and they can still form a business and do whatever they want later on. But in England, that's not the case. You can be denied being allowed on a broadcasting channel permanently forever and as an, as an act of the government. The same thing happens in, you know, Russia with, with its insular... Um, you know, in, internalized internet, and the same thing in China, where if you want to break out and be on YouTube, you have to use a VPN or something and subvert the state to be seen. Those are different standards. In the United States, we don't have that, and we're not going to have that. We simply don't. And so, th- this is the most Orwellian thing in the world. Like the idea that this is totally Orwellian. Totally Orwellian is state-controlled media, no private media. And you, you have to be a speaker on behalf of the state to get it. Like, just understand that. That's what totally Orwellian would be. What Josh Hawley thinks totally Orwellian is he had a million-dollar book deal, and it was taken away because he participated in a situation that led to the death of people in the Capitol for the first time since the War of 1812. He lost his book deal. He lost Simon and Schuster no longer wants to carry his book which by the way would be a joke would be an absurdity would be um a a a ridiculous and embarrassing book for them to carry it would go against everything that they that they stand for as a publisher including free speech because as a member of the government suing them to the Supreme Court, insisting he has a right as a government official to have a book published by a private publisher, that's one of the most Orwellian things you can ever have. Like this, the amazing, just flip-flop of what Republicans used to think they stood for. And, I mean, there's, there's, all, there's definitely room to understand that they were never on the up and up, that this was always a ruse, that when, when you know, the, when Stalin said, you know, or, or I, I think this came after him, the idea was you take over one of the American parties and you gut the system from within. The assumption was because the Democrats wanted things like social security, which sounds like socialism, which sounds like communism to certain people, that the Democrats would be the low-hanging fruit target of that group, right? That you would, you would of course, because you've got sympathizers, right? Unfortunately, they didn't. There weren't sympathizers. There's a difference between social programs, socialism, and communism. Like, it's just... And anybody with half a brain who can pay attention knows the difference. Um, 
But in the case of the Republican Party, what did they do? They took over the NRA. They were the prime. The Russian government was the primary funder of the NRA in 2016. They dumped money into Trump's pockets and 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 backed his election through the NRA. There's no Second Amendment in Russia. There's you don't get to. You have to have a, a, a gun license for five years before you can own a handgun. They track how much ammunition you have. If you go out and shoot six shots, you better come back with six shell casings or you're going to jail. But the NRA loves Putin, loves Russia. Can't wait to (laughs) cash those checks. The the Republicans were the party of anti-communists, the Reds, the Russians. But the kleptocracy, the gangster government that took over in the 90s, ooh, buddy. That's free market capitalism. That's that's yeah. laissez-faire capitalism with a shotgun, baby. That's shuffling money in the underground everywhere. Around. I mean, that's that's the Bitcoin future, man. So why wouldn't they back that? This was, the, I mean, and and the fact that these people don't recognize that you don't bring a gun into the rotunda because someone might take it from you. I even know where she, the, the congresswoman who was fighting for the right to, to open carry in the Capitol. I even know where she keeps it on her body. I know which direction the handle faces. Do you understand? She has a back-facing holster um, for a right, right arm draw. I know that because she showed me that. She also showed me, and everyone else in the world, that if you come up to her and you shake her right hand and act like you're just happy to meet her, you can take her gun with your left hand. She showed everyone that as a concealed carry, open carry, carry person. So she wants to bring a hidden gun into the Capitol, and then she wants to cheer on the, the, the fools that wanted to charge in there and she would be in, if they got in there what guarantee do I have as somebody who knows she backs Trump in everything that he does that she believed in stop the steal that the gun she would want to bring into the Capitol would somehow defend the Capitol against anybody trying to break in and she wouldn't just join ranks with the people who were coming in that's why you don't have a gun that's why that is precisely why you allow the people who are protecting you to have guns because they are there to protect everyone equally. I am continually stunned at the ignorance and naivete of these people or the faux naivete. Yeah. Because uh, uh, honestly, they're just on the, the side. And I think when we come back, we need to talk about Ginny Thomas. We need to talk about the wife of a Supreme Court justice who not only um, has been supporting Trump openly and is a believer in QAnon, is that mentally off her rocker, but paid for busloads of armed maggots to show up at the Capitol. Paid for them. That in and of itself, we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Did you know that a large percentage of the face masks sold on the market today are fraudulent? Many of them claim to have levels of filtration they don't meet, or worse, have literally no filtration at all. A very small number of manufacturers have respirator face mask models that are tested in the U.S. by the NPPTL and authorized by the FDA. Buying a mask model that has been FDA authorized is the best way to ensure you and your family are getting true respirator masks. These masks filter to greater than 95% efficiency, and they can be reworn, making them a perfect choice, as wearing masks is one of the key things we can do to keep ourselves and our neighbors safe. Right now, the New Deal Shop dot com has fda authorized kn95 respirator masks with the anti-fake stickers on every single package these respirator masks are in stock in the u.s and ship immediately for free 
for our listeners by adding the code SEXYLIBERAL. You can even get 10% off the clean phone UV sanitizer for just buying these FDA-authorized masks. Go to thenewdealshop.com and now get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized KN95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's thenewdealshop.com, thenewdealshop.com, code SEXYLIBERAL. You're listening to House Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Okay, so um, we're we'll, we'll have uh, Chris on, I think, in the next hour uh, because he's apparently fielding tons of calls about the kind of violence we've been talking about um, right now, and that's his day job. So I completely understand that. I know that uh, um, Malcolm Nance has been on, um, you know, was on AM Joy um, or the replacement show for AM Joy. Now that Joy has her regular show, but he was on this morning. Um, so, uh, there, there's this article that comes out, uh, um, that Ginny Thomas, who is Clarence Thomas's wife, um, has always been a Trump supporter, you know, has been kind of one of these hyper right wing people. On Wednesday morning, Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, endorsed the rally in Washington, demanding that Congress overturn the election. She then sent her love to the demonstrators who violently overtook the Capitol several hours later. Two days later, Thomas amended her post with the addendum, note, written before violence in U.S. Capitol. Somebody else did that for her, by the way. That's staff. By that point, five people involved in the insurrection, including a Capitol police officer, had died. Had died On the morning of January 6th, Ginny Thomas, uh, let's see, da, 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 um, she has not posted since. Um, her uh, Facebook page is now gone. She took it down because of all the conspiracy theories and QAnon stuff that she's been posting about for a good long while. Thomas, a conservative lobbyist and zealous supporter of Donald Trump, has fervently uh, defended the president of the last four years. On her Facebook page, she frequently promotes baseless conspiracy theories about a coup against Trump by Jewish philanthropist George Soros, a frequent target of anti-Semitic hate. Thomas draws many of these theories from fringe corners of the Internet, including an anti-vax Facebook group that claimed Bill Gates was using the COVID vaccine to kill people. In recent months, she also amplified unsubstantiated corruption claims against Joe Biden while insisting falsely that the Obama administration illegally spied on uh, Trump's 2016 campaign, then tried to rig the election against him. Um, in turn, Trump has rewarded Thomas with an extraordinary amount of access to the Oval Office. Her advocacy group, Groundswell, got an audience with the president in early 2019. By the way, Groundswell is the people who brought busloads of Trump supporters to the to the Capitol. Um, uh, according to The New York Times, the meeting was arranged after Clarence and Ginny Thomas had dinner with the Trumps. Clarence Thomas and Trump appear to be quite friendly. The justice took his clerks to meet with the, with the president in the Oval Office at least once. Ginny attended as well. At the White House, Groundswell members lobbied Trump against transgender service in the military, which he'd already prohibited in 2017. This was the big thing that they were very concerned about. Uh, After the Supreme Court lifted lower court orders blocking the 5-4 vote, Clarence Thomas did not recuse himself from the case. He's never recused himself from any case because of his wife's lobbying activities, which is nuts and a concern in and of itself. New York Times also reported that Ginny Thomas compiled lists of federal employees whom she deemed insufficiently loyal to the president. This, this is um, uh, a, um, our, uh, and then I, so I went back and I was like looking at stuff about Jenny Thomas. Um, she did, uh, this was February of last year. Among those pressing Trump to weed out disloyalty, Clarence Thomas's wife. Uh, a group led by Ginny Thomas has targeted officials in the administration and lobbied for its own pref- uh, preferred choices. As the president's distrust in those serving him has grown, so has its sway. So they conduct, they created a list of people that need to be um, removed in no uncertain terms, which in retrospect is really scary language. For the past 18 months, Ginny Thomas, the wife, they were like draining the swamp. This was what they meant. Mm. Yeah. Um, The wife of Justice Clarence Thomas and other conservatives have plied the White House with memos and suggestions about which people to fire and who should replace them. President Trump has generally treated Ms. Thomas's suggestions coolly, passing them off to advisors because he doesn't do any of his own work. 
according to people familiar with Ms. Thomas' efforts. But since the end of the Senate impeachment trial, the president has become more distrustful of people filling the ranks of government and has been giving those recommendations a closer look. The memos from Ms. Thomas were first reported by Axios. Among Ms. Thomas' top targets... Um, at, have been uh, at the National Security Council, the former head of the White House Personnel Office, Steve Ducey, gone, right? And other top White House aides, other target was Jesse K. Liu, uh, who recently left her job as Eunice Attorney for the District of Columbia for a job in the Treasury Department, was later withdrawn by the White House. Ms. Thomas, a politically active conservative who for nearly seven years has led a group called Groundswell, also successfully uh-huh. lobbied for a role uh, for Ken Cuccinelli, the former attorney general of Virginia, who is now acting deputy secretary of Homeland Security. Another conservative, Becky uh, Norton Dunlop, an official at the Heritage Foundation, Foundation, has repeatedly passed names of possible appointments to the, the personnel officials. Now, understand, all of Trump's judges came from a list from the Heritage Foundation. No. He didn't do any of that work. He didn't do any homework. He didn't know any of them. He didn't go, oh, yeah, they were in First Circuit, Third Circuit, Ninth Circuit. They worked their way up, and we've known them for years because they've been because of good jurisprudence. Or we've had, a, we've had them come and speak before Congress, so we know that you know, they take these things seriously. They've, they begrudgingly ruled against things they politically disagree with, or they pro- politically agree with because – those those lawsuits had bad standing or were not well crafted or didn't have uh, you know decent legal reasoning. Um, so you know him to be a good judge because I don't need somebody to believe everything I believe legally. As a matter of fact, I think it shows more character when somebody can recognize something that goes against their political or philosophical beliefs, but is right on the merits. You're talking about Obama's cabinet. Yeah. Yeah, genuinely. And and uh, and a lot of those folks, you know, that's why people bring in people they disagree with, because even though they know this person will disagree with um, them on certain issues on a philosophical level, they also know they will agree with the decision of their superior when it comes time. And they know that the value of their agreement is the here's that word diversity of their opinion. Um, But the president has been all about bringing in these just nothing but sycophants this entire time. So um, in, in the course of the, you know, the, the president wanting, you know, these, you know, nothing but pur- purest allies, of course that leads to the kind of stuff we saw this week. Now, in the case of, you know, um, you know, Trump and his, you know, Fans and everybody having some sort of hold on one second. Let me get this, this shot back here, um, uh, Donnie. I have to I move your head around in the screen so people can see you because the yeah, it's there. You are. Did I move? No, you didn't. I I have okay. two different shots. One that involves. Because I get wiggly over here. It's true, fidgety. Um, I I do want to remind everyone that there has been and for quite some time a as we've all watched sort of the devolution of Facebook over time um, and and Twitter in, in a lot of ways because of Trump and his acolytes turning it into a nonstop political arm, you know, because the president was, you know, without Twitter and without Section 230 protecting Twitter, there is no President Trump. The irony that he wanted Section 230 rolled roll back when he would have long been made uh, Twitter or Facebook or any of the other sites liable for the things that he said, mm-hmm. which led to deaths, which would have made them legally have to kick him off, just like you would throw out somebody yelling fire in a crowd at theater. Um, he and there's see- this weird, like, the idea of him not knowing these things, of him, his ignorance is a virtue. And that is so sad and infuriating. Well, and the, and the icing on the cake is that he it's the hashtag diaper Don that drove him to it, that somehow he thinks by invoking, you know, the removal of 230 and making them responsible, um, he puts in this kind of, I don't know, Reagan-esque um, redo of the fairness doctrine, inverting that, but only applying it to social media so that they can, he can sue them for libel because, I don't know, maybe, allegedly, somebody like me um, 
you know, posted hashtag diaper Don a bunch of times because of uh, and so he could soon because you know, know he hates it. So, and so he could sue Noel Castler for Noel Castler saying his truth on line, even though he had signed an NDA under the uh, 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 while he worked as the, at The Apprentice. And that's what that came from. I mean, ultimately, the Diaper Don hashtag is related to the fact that Trump has tried to enforce lots of lots of non-disclosure agreements. I mean, there is a reason. I don't know what the legal wrangling of it would be, but there is reason enough to believe that the remo- that no one running for president can have any active NDAs. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems antithetical to government that in your business, well, yeah, it's your, and antithetical to transparency. That's right. That in your business dealings, if you have a bunch of, you know, non-disclosure agreements, that I mean, that that goes that goes towards. I think it's probably in the same grounds as the uh, anonymous holds problem I have with the Senate. You know, uh, being able to block something and not say you're the one blocking it. Not having to say, I blocked this bill. I blocked this from coming to the floor, right? That, that in and of itself. Um, so um, uh, in, in and of itself, there is a, a value to, you know, us knowing as much about our, you know, our folks in government as, as we possibly can. Hence... At least 10 years of taxes need to be shown to relevant parties or posted, you know, as a law. I mean, because you, you, you don't have to pass, you know, all the, all the public servants, all the people who work in the White House have to pass a security check, except the president. The president and the vice president don't technically have to pass those things. They don't, which is super weird. And the idea is, well, the American people must trust him. But that's under the impression that the American people have all the information that you would need to trust somebody. We obviously don't. You don't have that much information about any human being. Because you can, you can know somebody's taxes and all those other things and still have them disappoint you in their moral or, or you know, governmental behaviors to a point where you wouldn't vote for them again. Yeah. But, the, but the underlying aspect of, you know, we don't know who's paying this person is extraordinary and brand new on a level, especially as we get into the Bitcoin era, as you know, as as crypto, you know, I mean, the Trumps are planning on starting a network where they have their own cryptocurrency that is farmed by their followers eyeballs by watching their show. You mine their crypto trump coin so the more you sit there the more your little account goes up it won't ever be worth anything they're not going to tell you that and it won't trade for anything else and it's really just a coupon code for for their their whatever sponsors they end up getting but but that's the plan yeah so you know this this part i mean this is this is a very dangerous situation. We got to take a break. When we come back, um, I think we'll uh, Chris will be able to join us. We're going to uh, switch over to meeting style. Johnny, will uh, you and I will okay. fix that during the break. We'll be back right after this. This is the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. It's a real radio show. Yeah, it's not a podcast, but it gets turned into one on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hal Sparks Radio mm-hmm. Podcast, Mega Worldwide. You can listen to that later on. By the way, thanks, Chris Lavoy, working through COVID. And um, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys right after the break. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, by the way, we're still on with Chris Sampson um, for a couple more minutes. Uh, I'm, sure. I keep holding him over on the break because because uh, um, I want to. Um, but um, we, you were there was one particular person you were talking about that you were like you're going to make fun of this one particular. Yeah, this fellow, a guy. But- he was he was he was so gung ho to scream. He was having fun. There was two of them actually. I'm going to highlight both of them. But mm-hmm. the main guy that comes to mind is uh, uh, Tim Gwinnett, uh, otherwise known as Baked Alaska. Now yeah, he's right. a guy who he loves was inside uh, the Capitol, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he's filming. Now, let me flash back about three years when 
a uh, friend of mine sends me a link. He goes, did you see this ambush of Malcolm Nance? I go, no. And like, of course, it's yeah. Malcolm, so that's my buddy, and I'm looking at everything. And it's this guy, Baked Alaska, pulls him aside at Politicon and tries to do a little impromptu video ambush with him. Where He goes, what's wrong with being proud of being white? Malcolm right. goes, wait, wait, no, oh, who are – and he – Malcolm's a pro, you know? Right. And he says – Oh, hi. Who are we? Okay, who are we talking to? Okay, you want to ask that question? Okay, sure. Well, let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, when you go a little too far with it, we put you in a box. And he literally drew a little box out with his fingers <laughs> at the camera. And he goes, well, what about black nationalists? Oh, no. We look at them, too. And when they go too far, we put them in a box. Right. You know? yeah. And he sort of laughed, and then the interview was over. Well, guess who's in that box now? Yeah. Baked Alaska. Right. And Malcolm warned him. He says, you want to play extremist? You will be in the box. And you don't want to get in the box. And no. Malcolm just two days ago said, what did I tell you about that box? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the first person that I ID'd in this when someone sent me a video and said, oh, there's this guy. I go, oh, that's oh, that's fake Alaska. Yeah. Oh, who's that in the background with him? That's Nick Fuentes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so here's the funny thing. They sit online and they yuck it up and they yuck it up and they yuck it up. And now they're basically facing federal yeah. charges. So how funny is it now? Well, um, uh, yeah. and, 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 and they streamed everything, which is the they thing did. I wanted to get to. So many of these people handed over and made our jobs super so easy. easy. And just live confessed to their crimes. Yeah. yeah. So the, the guy last night we were having fun with was the zip tie guy. In fact, there's two zip tie guys. Yeah. And the, the, the primary one you, a lot of people see, uh, his name is Eric and uh, uh, Eric Munchell, and, and he's out of Nashville. And he was in a hotel, like, right after having fun with his mom, who he travels with, and, oh. and his friends. And he had his mask off because they don't do masks. And, uh, like, congratulations, homie. Now you've, like, pretty much been outed for, you know, trying to run around and, and at least appearing to be planning to execute people or kidnap them or whatever you were planning. Yeah. Take Try explaining at the minimum, At the minimum, yeah. trying to take government officials hostage. At the yeah. at the maximum, if they if he's part of that gab crowd that was talking about executing the VP, yeah. he, that was the yeah. target. That's who they were hunting yeah. for. They and that that whole gab conversation and the and the WhatsApp stuff that that like um, you know Jared and all them have been you know yeah. involved in for a very long time and kind of using that and the Matt Getzes of the world and and yeah. Devin Nunes they operate on things like WhatsApp of. As public servants, allegedly, it's one thing if right. these these guys do it. It's another right. thing entirely if public servants are hiding their internal conversations, right. even from normal, you know, right. ethics investigations and the like. They are using destructive methods, which is against the law, to yeah. to coordinate with other members of government to subvert. Right functioning overt government with a form of covert government that's that right. is effectively what's going on and that and if you remember there's a guy out in washington state his name is, is going to escape me in this conversation but there was a guy in washington state uh i think he's a state representative senator uh he's he's off the off the grid crazy yeah. and you know he started they started trying to sanction him out there because he's he's just as bad as the worst of these guys mm-hmm. and yet he's in one of the offices and as many people have been pointing out, we now have two, two or three QAnon folks that just got elected to Congress. Right. And what's their excuse going to be now? So uh, it'd be very interesting to see how the Congress handles through ethics and investigations, uh, you know. Expelling the, those members, the, right. Expelling those members, right. Which and, they're going to um, have to do. Because yeah. the problem is, like, you know, a lot of people know uh, I'm a Mason. And I'm a Freemason. Yeah. We get a lot of bad rap over the years, yeah. you know, obviously. But one of the things that we do as part of being a Freemason is promise not to try to subvert the government. Right. <laughs> we, everything well, we you're, do, you know what I mean? Hell, you're, you're on the level, man. You've squared up your intentions. Exactly. And, uh, I like that about you. I, you know, I, I, you know where I stand. None of my, none right. of my political leanings are, are hidden behind, you know, a, an anime avatar and a fake name on Twitter. I stand, I'm a, I'm, as a blue check, I'm as out there as you possibly could be. Meanwhile, though, I'm accused oh, of those man. kind of things as by people who actively are saying this is the language we have to use to hide what we're really doing. And the QAnon folks literally take an oath amongst themselves 
to fight this internal fictional deep state that they've made up, which could include anybody who disagrees with them. And now that has reached a violent level. Um, And they're called digital soldiers. They actually took a note. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. yeah. Michael Flynn is a guy we haven't talked about in this conversation, but Michael Flynn got suspended the same time as Donald Trump. And Michael Flynn is a very bad person at this point. You know, I'll be honest with you, especially with Michael Cohen out there. I've tried to mentally keep an open mind that maybe there's some nuances about certain people's characters that I might not really like them, but maybe they're not so bad. Right. No, Michael Flynn is a very evil, bad man at this point. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. You know, and he has been pushing these guys to go out and do this. And he's operating this from a distance. And he's actually... He's quite skilled at knowing what he's doing. He he has the, uh, the mm-hmm. mental uh, you know acuity to be doing this with full right. mindedness. His you know a, a legal expert in his mens rea will have fun. Um, so these guys are, are are definitely behind a lot of this. Um, and there's there's one more thing with this is that the social media platforms. I, I've said this for years. They have a different responsibility to their bottom line than they signed up for this. They did right. not sign up to get in the middle of extremist battles and yeah. be, you know, censoring the, the political sphere. They, they, their business model was not that, yeah. but they took decisive action this week to say on multiple levels, we're not playing this game anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fun anymore. Jack took way too long to suspend Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Flat Agreed. I mean, and now, and especially you, you, you do this with, with sadness and and sobriety, um, when you kick him off in this circumstance, you don't get to pat yourself on the back because right. six people are now no, dead. It's like the cabinet resignations. Oh my God, those just people, a couple days left. They're just avoiding but, not having to sign on to the twenty fifth, so that if they want a no, future right. in politics, they can go. Well, I resigned because I wasn't sure of that, but I didn't go against the president. Like that's nonsense. Well, it's like inviting the drunk to your party, right? Who brings his drunk friends and you think, well, but see, I promised I would have a thousand people at the party. Mm-hmm. And by having him, I now have 500 more. I only had 500 with this first crowd that weren't drinking, but I invited to the drunk. And, you know, and, and you make everyone put up with the drunk. So you get his 500 friends. So you meet your thousand quota because that's what you promised. Right. And then all of a sudden he burns the house down. And you go, OK, well, OK, now can you leave? Yeah. Uh, you know, this, I mean, that's the way I see it. Like you, 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 they yeah. did it because they wanted all of those followers because they are the pro there. You and I on Twitter are the commodity. We're not the end consumer. We're that's barely right. the end consumer. Yeah. The consu- the, the c- customer for them are the movie companies or the, whatever it is they're selling. Um, and the ad revenue. And we're the target, uh, of yeah. we're, we're the, we're the product being sold to those companies. Right. So, they don't want to reduce that extreme right wing audience because that is part of the ticking number they need to say we have, you know, X amount of millions of followers. Right. But that's that. And, yeah. I, yeah. There was a um, you know, they were talking about that, how like the reason why they hadn't kicked him off is that they, their active uh, use, you know, they dropped one point three percent. And their stock dropped because of right. the number of people kicked off or leaving because Trump went with them or what have you. Right. Well, imagine having a store. And trying yeah. to get investors in your right. store by showing them that half of your customers are robots that just browse. Right. You know what I mean? Like, look how packed my store is. You should invest right. in my store. When in reality, sure. there's literally a robot just moving a blouse back and forth like a Herbie Hancock video. Right. And, and going, this, look at my customer base. Like, the, right. the social media, there are enough right. people in the world who are actual human beings that can be drawn into a social media environment right. to actually work. You don't have to allow for those inflated numbers. And I, I'm well, glad- like I know people who are, I know of accounts we're watching that are, we don't know why they have, you know, hundred something thousand followers. Cause they Except don't. We, we will find that they actually purchased a big bunch of those to draw in the next crowd. So the real audience is, probably legitimately 15% to 20% of right. the actual people interacting with them. And you can tell that by one factor. If you look at the retweets and engagements with that many, it's really, really low. Yes. But if you take someone like you or Malcolm Nance or someone who's on TV with a high audience and, yeah. and a high follower, the interactions are fine because you could, like, Malcolm put out a tweet this morning, and by the time I saw it an hour later, it had 6,000 yeah. likes. And, you know, that means it's authentic audience That's building. Right. 
We're, At uh, best, he has about 15 percent, you know, uh, fake uh, audience. And that's that's expected. Yeah, because number. people send them to, you know, bot right. and follow and, and retweet. And there's machines now set up right. for all that stuff. We're out of time. Um, and, uh, and John, I appreci- you and Hal, I love you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks uh, for being thank on with us. Uh, Chris Sampson, um, it, the the book is uh, Hacking ISIS. Uh, yeah, and uh, the tactics of terror is the website dot uh, org. Uh, tactics of terror. Next, next time, let's talk about the foreign fueling of this because we didn't really get. Oh there. yeah, that's. And let's remember, there was one guy that was arrested in D.C. that required a Russian interpreter. Dun dun dun. Let dun, me dun, dun. Next right. time, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, stay tuned sure. for Dick K on the local uh, Chicago stations, and of course, uh, we'll see you in the post show. Uh, those of you that are still with us, okay. Picture your face in the mirror. You see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or large under-eye bags? Well, imagine they're gone. And I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. Just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in minutes. It's, It's the edge you're looking for. Simply put, you'll be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless, of course, you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code sexyliberal at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com.